Hello and welcome to the Seneca Night Before podcast. Today we're going to look at maths. My name is Richard and I just want to start by wishing you very best of luck for your paper one exam tomorrow. I know you're going to absolutely smash it and you're doing the right thing but just by focusing on the last little bit of revision just to ease your nerves, talk about some little things that you may have forgotten and run through uh, any, uh, any sort of stress busting tips, you're in the right place. So we're going to cover some topics um, that you need to know, uh, some sort of some of the more um, some of the topics that are not particularly well done in exams, uh, just to try and put your mind at ease and give you a last little boost. So we're going to start with powers and roots. So first of all, powers tell us how many times to use a number in multiplication. So what the powers are, are the powers are just the little numbers that go next to other numbers to tell you how many times you're going to times them by. So say for example you've got 5 squared, that's the little 2 just above it to the side. That just means 5 times 5, which is 25. Say you've got 5 cubed, so 5 to the power of 3, that's just 5 times 5 times 5, do it 3 times. 5 to the power of 4 would be 5 times 5 times 5 times 5. Um, so that is what powers are. And what we can do is we can generalize that by saying, okay, 5 to the power of n is just 5 times by itself n number of times. So if we're going to, th again, think about another example, if we've got 2 squared, the answer then would be 4 because it's just 2 times 2. Now the opposite of powers is something called roots. So if we've got the square root of 25, we're basically looking for, okay, what number do we times together twice to make 25? Now the answer in this example will be plus or minus 5. The reason you have two answers for this is because if you think, if you times 5 times 5, that is 25. 5 times 5 equals 25. But if you do minus 5 times minus 5, minus times a minus will give you a plus that will also give you 25. So the square root of 25 will be plus or minus 5. So when you're doing a square root, you've always got two solutions. There will always be one positive, one negative. Now, you also need to know about the cube root. Now that's basically, okay, what number do I times together three times to get to this number? So for example, the cube root of 125, you need to think, okay, I want something, I'm going to times it by itself three times to make 125. So in this example, it's 5, because 5 times 5 is 25, times by 5 again is 125. Now notice in this one you don't get a minus example, because minus times minus 5 times minus 5 times minus 5 would give you negative 125, not positive 125. So that is uh, a little... A little reminder about roots and powers. Let's also have a look at factorizing quadratics. So first we need to know that a quadratic expression is something that has an x squared term in it. Okay so you'll, you'll have seen them like sometimes you've got like x squared plus 4x minus 3. Okay that is just a quadratic. And what you've got is you've got numbers in front like in front of the different x's, so you've got a number in front of the x squared, a number in front of the x, and then a number at the end. And you can basically, what they're called is like the coefficients for each x value, okay? 
So say we've got um, the expression x squared plus x minus 6. Write that down in front of you if, you if you're struggling to picture that. x squared plus x minus 6. What we want to do is we want to factorise it. Now, hopefully, hopefully you remember that factorise means put into brackets. And when we're doing this for a quadratic, we're going to have uh, two brackets that are going to times together. So, how do we then put these bracket, uh, put this quadratic into, into brackets or factorise it? Well, what we do is we look for, first of all, two numbers that will multiply together to give that uh, final coefficient. So, in this case, minus 6. Remember, it's x squared plus x minus 6. So, we're looking for two numbers that multiply together to give minus 6. So the options are, you can do this, follow this exact process in your exam. The options are either you can do minus 2 times plus 3, that would give you minus 6, or you can do minus 3 plus, uh, times like plus 2, that would also give you minus 6. Other options would be minus 1 times by plus 6, and the final option would be plus, um, plus 1 times by minus 6. They'd, all of those pairs would times together to give you minus 6. Now what you then need to do, once you've written those out in front of you, you then need to work out which of those two combinations will add together to give the x coefficient. So remember we've got x squared plus x minus 6. So the x coefficient, we've just got 1x in this situation. Okay, Remember x squared plus x, that's a 1x minus 6. So we're looking for those pairs of numbers that add together to make minus, uh, sorry, to a make plus 1. And what you'll see is you'll have minus 2 and plus 3, they'll add together to make 1. So then you can basically take those and put them into your brackets. So the first bracket, you're going to put the minus 2 in, so you're going to have open brackets, x minus 2, close brackets. And then you're going to open bracket again, and you're going to have x plus 3, close bracket. Let's have a look now at a bit of cumulative frequency. Now, it might be hard to talk you through some of the graphs in this, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk you through the concept of cumulative frequency. So, if you don't remember what cumulative frequency is, is when basically as the frequencies increase in a set of data, you add all of the previous ones to the one you've currently got. So say you've got um, a set of data, you've got, um, so let's say we're doing masses of, of something, it doesn't really matter, say how heavy a, uh, a lamp is, I want to know how many are in the first category of 0 to 10 kilograms. I want to know how many are in the second category of 10 to 20 kilograms. And we'll just look at those two as an example first. So if in that first category of 0 to 10 kilograms, you've got 5, the cumulative frequency at this point is just 5. What you've done is you've taken what we have and you've added it to everything we've got before, which in this case is nothing. So it's just 5. Then you look at the next category. Okay, the 10 to 20 kilogram category, let's say that has 12 in it, okay, it's a frequency of 12. Now the cumulative frequency will be 12 plus the 5 we had before. 
So in total, 17. So, so far we've got a frequency of 5 and a cumulative frequency of 5 in the first group. Then a frequency of 12 and a cumulative frequency of 17 in the second group. Then say we had another 10 in a third group. That would then the cumulative, cumulative frequency would be 10 plus 17 from the group below. So that cumulative frequency would be then be 27. And what maths questions often ask you to do is then draw a graph based on that and then also make an estimate for different values. Now remember when you're using graphs to make estimates, you can basically like draw up from one or across from one of the axes until you get to the graph and then draw down to make a reading off the other axis. So that's all I'm going to talk to you about in terms of content. Um, but there's one last little stress-busting guide I want to go through with you. Um, and I also, after that, want to talk through some maths-specific exam technique. So first of all, you need to smile. Okay, you'll feel better for it when you're smiling. Just take deep breaths, okay? You can never actually smile enough, so keep smiling. And have a good stretch. If you're feeling a bit tense, stretch your neck out, give your shoulders a little wiggle. And if you want, get out, go and do something. Maybe take your bike out if you've got one. Feel that wind rushing through your hair. That will relieve your stress. So the exam technique tips I've got for your maths exam is first of all answer every single question that, you, that is on the paper even if you just have a go you might pick up the odd mark here and there you never know check your working really carefully because it's so easy to make a mistake in adding up two numbers and that can cost you marks also make sure you read the question really carefully so you actually answer what it is they want if they say uh, state something at the end of your um, at the end of your answer, you might you need to state it, okay? And also make sure that you are really careful in your working out and you show it all first of all, but also that it's logical. When an examiner looks through an exam to mark it, if they see a very messy page, then they might struggle to see exactly what you've done. You might miss out on marks. So be very careful with how you structure and take your time. Lastly, the exam is, is 90 minutes, and you've got about one mark per minute. So plan your time effectively. If you're spending too long on a question, feel free to move on and come back to it later. But if you've got a five-mark question, you should be aiming to spend about five minutes on it. If you've got a one-mark question, you should be in, in and through it within a minute. Very best of luck. I hope to uh, see you again in another one of our Night Before podcasts. We've got them going all, uh, all exam seasons, so every night before you'll get night before podcasts. And there are also night before live streams that we do on the Circle Learning YouTube page. I look forward to seeing you then and best of luck for tomorrow. Good luck for your exams. We're going to be releasing night before podcasts before every exam. And if you head on over to YouTube on every weekday, we are going to be doing live streams at 4.45 and 5.30. So make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, rate us five stars. We're amazing. <laughs> Good luck.